Hello, landing page optimization listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash. Next time you browse through iTunes or the Google Play Store on your smartphone, make sure to land on and download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app. Listen to new episodes of LPO every Monday or catch up on all the interviews featuring me speaking with the best and brightest conversion thought leaders of today. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile apps in the iTunes Store or via Google Play today. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome, loyal listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, my guest is Joel Harvey. He's the, the managing partner or also conversion scientist at Conversion Sciences. Welcome, Joel. Hey, Tim. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, how's the weather in Austin? I love asking that in January. <laughs> well, on Sunday, uh, two days ago, it was 77, and this morning it's uh, 34. We even had a, a little ice storm yesterday in a all the kids got to stay home from school. So in two days, it'll be 75 again. Well, keep it above zero. That's all I have to say. Keep it above freezing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, Joel, uh, for those, uh, you know, you've spoken at Conversion Conference before, and you'll be speaking at our San Francisco event coming up here. Uh, but for those of you that aren't familiar with your work or Brian Massey's work, tell our, the listeners a little bit about Conversion Sciences. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we're what we call an optimization execution agency. And so what that means is we, we really focus on, on uncovering a list of really valuable hypotheses, things that we can test on, on clients' websites, and then executing the testing. Um, we, we, you know, we find that we provide the most value to our clients, i.e. make them the most uh, extra money, incremental revenue, whenever we can really sit in the driver's seat and, and, and execute on, on the testing for them. Okay, so you're kind of like the, uh, the you're you're driving the testing machinery. You're driving, you know, they may have their own software in place to do the testing, but you're coming up with the ideas and running the tests and making sure they don't make all of those common mistakes during testing, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, all right. Well, let's since we're this is kind of a nuts and bolts type of discussion. Let's talk about. Uh, the biggest screw-ups you've ever seen when clients test, uh, whether it's with or without your involvement, uh, what can make a test go wrong? Well, I mean, the first thing that's going to make a test go wrong is, is, is placing the wrong bets, right? A bad hypothesis or a hypothesis that uh, doesn't isolate the right variables um, or doesn't isolate any variables. Uh, that's, you know, anything that's going to produce bad data, Data that lies to you, data that makes you uh, make decisions that 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 are the wrong ones. Those are those are the biggest screw ups. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of the Greek. So hypothesis means you know what ideas you think are gonna beat what you currently have, um, right? Uh, and then, but uh, when you say kind of badly designed tests, you mean things that where you might mix and match uh, elements on a page, so you don't really know what resulted in the improvement, that sort of thing. That's right. That's right. I'm going to start. I'll start using that to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no, if you just give me a couple of examples, uh, maybe of of uh, bad test design and how that's made life difficult. 
Okay, so you know, we've we've seen cases where uh, you know people people have tried testing, right? So sometimes people will come to us and they say, "Hey, we've tried this conversion thing before, and it doesn't work." And we say, "Oh, that's interesting, because um, it, se- it seems to always work really well when we do it." Tell us what you've done, and they'll walk us through scenarios where, as I said earlier. They- They've changed multiple variables. So, you know, let's say they have a test experience where, just to just pull an example out of the air, just for illustration's sake, uh, where they've wanted to change the color of their call-to-action buttons, and they've done that. But in the same experience, they've also uh, tried a new headline, and they've also tried a new image. And so uh, you look at a test like that, and you say, well, how do you know what helped and what didn't. You know, there's no right, way to so isolate how, this test fails. So what you're, they're saying is, yeah, well, changing uh, call-to-action button color doesn't work, and really it was because they changed the headline and made it worse with that, right? It's, absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's so simple to not do that, is all you do is you have three test experiences, one with the button color change, one with the headline change, one with the image change. And then when you do that, you see that, hey, this image was awesome. It increased, it increased conversion by 23%. This headline was a dog. It decreased conversion by 53%, and this button change was, uh, was neutral. It didn't matter. Well, I, I like to use the analogy. of I call that the on-average experience. Of, so, uh, if, for example, if you have a 70-year-old man in New York City and a 10-year-old girl in San Diego, does that mean, on average, they're a 40-year-old hermaphrodite in Kansas City? <laughs> right? You kind of blend them together. But it's, no, So what you're just saying is you have some elements on the page that increase conversion, some that decreased it. On average, you didn't see any improvement, but it actually hid the fact that those individual factors mattered. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, well, besides kind of poor test design, um, what other kind of gotchas have you seen uh, when clients try to test on their own? I I think the biggest gotcha is one that probably actually prevents clients from trying to test on their own, and that's the kind of the, oh, if that wins, we'd never put it on our site, right? So not not being driven by the data, not being driven by the growth that you can achieve through optimization, really, you have to make a choice of either being driven by opinion or by data. And any organization that can't step out of that 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 kind of that that opinion paradigm or the opinion paradox simply is going to have a, a, a tremendously hard time being successful with conversion because one, it prevents them from doing it, and then go go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, and I mean, think we've seen that at Site Tuners as well, where uh, you know we might come up with a great idea for a test, and then the well, again, I don't mean to bash creative directors, but they seem to be at the head of the resistance movement here. But uh, they'll come in and say, "Well, that's off brand for us." Well, that's great, but if it put millions in your bank account, then would you look at it differently? But unfortunately, as you say, a lot of ideas are kind of stillborn and never even make it into the test because their minds are closed to even trying certain things. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we've we've had instances where we've 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 fought through that initial that initial uh, pushback and have literally had tests that resulted in you know in in substantial increases, like you said, millions of dollars of additional revenue. Um, and then after after we even have the data, there's resistance to to roll it out. And hey, you know, I mean. Listen, if, if, if brands are important, right, I, I, we never want to send the message that brand is not important because, to a certain extent, brand fuels conversion, right? Um, but 
those are those are those are instances where you know there's kind of a mismatch between the fundamentals of conversion optimization and then the fundamentals of of what drives the culture of a particular company like that. Yeah, but I'd, I'd have to say that um, well, first of all, most people in marketing departments and you know, kind of branding agencies are within the branding parts of marketing departments internally. I think they're they're drinking the Kool Aid. They really think that their brand is really really powerful and worldwide pervasive, and that everybody notices when there are you know kind of inconsistencies. When in fact, in the reality of kind of the noisy world we live in, nobody's paying attention to that. And uh, something slightly off brand or a different color, or God forbid, a different uh, tagline. Uh, you know, nobody really cares. It's just part of the background <laughs> static, isn't it? Oh man, I um, some time back I was working on a project where we were doing um, product videos for this spectacular failure of a product, a phone product called the Microsoft Kin. And uh, I don't <laughs> know. Thankfully, you know, I've never heard of it. So. No, no, you didn't. And so, but the the, the joke is that. Before we could even start on the project, uh, because I was leading the team that was doing it, I had to go through a 300-page brand guideline document and initial <laughs> every single page. And it made no sense. There were, you know, we could find 50 things that contradicted another 50 things. And if you could make any sense out of, you know, out of, out of what it really said, then, you know, more power to you because I couldn't. I don't read tea leaves. That's why I'm yeah. in the map. The math and statistics business. So um, I, yeah, I guess it's if if you're going to say it, yeah, we, the the brand guardians are by nature conservative. They're supposed to enforce a consistency. But if you take a broader view and say, hey, the testing and asking our real customers what they think should actually inform the brand, then that's a, that's a different way of looking at it, isn't it? There it is, and the reality is, you can have the greatest brand in the world until your company runs out of money. And then you got nothing. <laughs> so you know they really have to feed feed each uh, other. So like uh, Kodak, for example, <laughs> fantastic Absolutely. brand, you know. But uh, where are they today? They're not in the game. They uh, they didn't see the writing on the wall. All right. Well, we're going to be back in two minutes after a break from our wonderful sponsors to continue our conversation. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. 
Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Hold on to your white hat or black hat. WebmasterRadio.fm is ready to take you behind the backlinks. We're digging and scraping past the surface of everyday news and views of search engine marketing and dropping our proverbial anchor text on the important issues affecting the industry with our panel of search engine insiders. Behind the backlinks. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. On demand, anytime, inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And I'm continuing my conversation with Joel Harvey, the managing partner and conversion scientist at conversionsciences.com. Joel, um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is you know, there are increasingly great testing tools out there that uh, can be used for the most part without the use of IT or changing the code on your site. Uh, it's all you know, visual editors. It's, it sounds wonderful, kumbaya, but there's still that proverbial one line of JavaScript you have to add to your page to make these tests work. Let's talk about test implementation a little bit. Uh, what are your experiences been on that? Well, so, you know, before you can run a test, like you said, you've got to get that one line of JavaScript on the page. And to be honest with you, we haven't experienced a whole lot of pushback because when we explain what it's really doing and what it allows us to do, and then we say, and look, here's a list of 50 other websites that we've worked on that, that utilize this technology. It's safe. Um, usually we can kind of get past that, uh, that understandably conservative nature of, 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 of the IT team, which is we don't want to give you the keys to our website, and we're worried that this is going to slow down the site. And the reality is that it doesn't, and the upside is just so enormous um, that you know, nine times out of ten, uh, that really makes it easy to to persuade people to to install that code. Right, but there are gremlins in there. For example, usually you have your default experience, which is just kind of shown automatically, and there's a little extra work or programming or fetching things behind the scenes to make the other versions in your test appear. So sometimes just even the delay of loading those alternative versions will skew results. Have you ever seen that? You know, we've seen it slightly, but, uh, you know, the way, I, the way I look at it is if you have a winner, and, you know, we define a winner by, uh, obviously, it's got, got to, got, it's got to be an experience that outperforms the control uh, by a meaningful amount. It's got to be statistically significant, uh, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, with or without a flash. And there are things we can do to minimize that flash. Uh, most of our tests, we actually write javascript that we inject via the the testing tools and we're very conscious of not introducing 
additional variables, right? The flash is an additional variable. It's a negative one. Yeah, when you say the flash, you know, it's kind of like loading content and then loading content on top of it and over the top. And so you get this little kind of hiccup uh, like you do when you're watching the Matrix movie. It's like, (laughs) oh, there goes that cat again. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And, you know, um, there are so many factors that are going to determine the length of that potentially. But like I said, we, we do everything we can to mitigate it. And then if you think about it, let's say that you do have uh, you know, uh, a half a second flash, but you have an experience or some set of experiences that outperform the control, they're doing that despite the flash, right? So it's, it's usually safe to assume that as we, as we roll this out, either the flash didn't matter at all or, you know, the assumption is that it probably suppressed some conversion to some extent and that whenever you roll that winning experience out on the site into the code so there is no flash, it's going to be even better. Although, right. You know, so basically, if it outperforms, if it outperforms with a handicap, the current version, then it's it's going to outperform it when you put it live anyway. So that's 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 the theory. I mean, you and I both know from doing this though that there are going to be cases where that flash might actually play some kind of a positive role. Uh, yeah, know, the, I, 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 yeah. There's there's an exception to every rule, but that kind of brings us into the world of QA. Uh, and how do you make sure that you know? Let, let's talk about okay. So you you have you can technically solve the problems, but how do you make sure that you're actually the experiences your visitors are having across different devices perhaps are uh, kind of consistent and appropriate? Uh, how much time and effort should go into QA versus the coding of the test and the new content? Oh, that's a great question. It's 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 one that's absolutely top of mind for me right now because. Uh, you know, as you know, I'm going to be speaking at Conversion Conference in San Francisco in March, and that's actually going to be the topic of my presentation because it's so important. And you know, I always say to potential clients and to customers and to really anybody who will listen to me ramble on about this topic that I love is, you know, QA is what you is, is one of the things you really pay for when you hire someone to help you with conversion, right? It's kind of like, you know. Everybody likes sausage. Nobody wants to go into the sausage factory. QA is the sausage factory, and that you know you could have the greatest ideas in the world, uh, but if you if you if you roll them out and they're not working for an important segment of your user base, then it's not going to matter. And so, you know, we we go to great pains to make sure that we're covering all the bases. All right. Uh, so there's. So there's there's kind of a just the obvious kind of answer is when you start a test and you get no conversions from a certain version, then you know it's actually broken and they can't complete the task. That's obvious. But if you're getting uh, fewer conversions because it doesn't work on the iPhone so well, then that's not going to become be so obvious. People will still power through the problem, but it's going to not be the experience you meant it to be, right? That's right. And, you know, the reality is you shouldn't be launching a test that is broken on any experience, right? So we, I'm actually standing right now uh, in front of our QAtion station, I say with air quotes. <laughs> and what, what that is is just it's, it's, it's a series of tables that just have all these devices. So we've got Windows XP machines, Windows 8 machines, Windows 7 machines, Windows Vista machines. We've got machines with old versions of, you know, with, with uh, all the different versions of, of the Mac operating systems. We've got, you know, a first-generation iPad, iPad mini, iPad Air, different, different Samsung Android phones. And so, and the, po- and the point is, uh, I don't really trust previews as much as I trust the real thing. And so we go through every one of these devices and, and check them on 
on the browsers that we you know that we know people are using and there's there's some fun little gotchas in the data right we've done a study of almost half a billion users across um, about 20 of our clients and we found fun little things like uh, you know there's a small percentage of people that use Chrome on on iPads and so mm-hmm. you know, it's not something you would logically think Chrome on iPad Chrome yeah well, I, th- I thought the uh, you know the Apple religion prevented them from doing that Apparently, there are some people who have broken from the dogma. Um, they're probably going to be excommunicated, <laughs> and we might never hear from them. But uh, they're out there. Uh, well, so for those of us that are not uh, extreme enough to have a technology um, you know, artifacts museum, let's, let's kindly <laughs> call it that. Uh, no, I mean, it's part of your job, obviously. You have to. But uh, there are, what you mentioned, are these preview devices. You can essentially rent or timeshare um machines in any configuration, uh, and th- there are a number of, of tools that we cover in our Conversion Ninja Toolbox site uh, like that, um, that essentially let you preview things. Um, so that's, that's a lot better than not doing it. I think you'd agree, right? Oh, no doubt about it. I think, and I think that gets you, um, you know, at least 90% of the way there. And there are also, you know, you can install virtual machines so you can run uh, different operating systems on, on one computer. Uh, I just like to be able to go and, and, and open up a machine and, uh, and, and do it on there. And, you know, frankly, it just makes it a little bit easier for us. But you're absolutely right. Um, I would never want the message to be, hey, you know, if you can't have uh, every, you know, a version of every iPhone that's ever been out um, and all these other machines that we've got, don't QA because it's not worth your time. Absolutely not. You still, you can use the other tools. And, um, and we're going to talk a lot about that in San Francisco um, but then if we did that, we couldn't say that we had a QAation station. And, right. You know. <laughs> uh, well, but, you, but you're talking about uh, kind of the, the tools like um, crossbrowsertesting.com and, and, and uh, similar stuff like that. So if you guys are yeah. looking for it, yeah, just right. go out to conversionninjatoolbox.com and you'll find over 500 uh, companies in the conversion ecosystem that you can look for there. Uh, all right. Well, I think we're coming up on our next commercial break here. Um, and uh, as we do, uh, after we come back, I w- Joel, I want to explore this bizarre uh, igloo building obsession of yours. But uh, that will be <laughs> after our commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Affiliate Buzz, on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And I'm continuing my conversation with Joel Harvey, the managing partner of Conversion Sciences, um, uh, along with my good buddy, Brian Massey. Uh, now, let's see. Joel, igloo building. What? I've heard of some strange uh, activities, you know, that uh, my, my guests have had uh, and hobbies, but igloo building? Explain, well, explain yourself, sir. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, you know, I love I love being in the outdoors. I love the mountains. And you know, before we moved to uh, to to Austin, uh, I was lucky enough to live in 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 the Santa Fe and Albuquerque, New Mexico area. And so, um, you know, I guess the love of mountains and the love of snow led to this this combination. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but it kind of went like this. Uh, one day, uh, my dad and I were sitting around having a beer, and um, he said, hey, I saw that there was this igloo-making device um, at RAI. I was thinking about getting it, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like that sounds like a great idea. What else would I say? That like <laughs> After, a great idea. How many beers have you had at that point? Oh, man, I, it, was, it was a long time ago, but it was probably, probably at least a couple. Um, and so we went and got it. I said, let's go get it, and we went and got it later that day. And uh, the next weekend, uh, he and my and my wife and our dogs went out, and uh, we'd always done a lot of uh, snowshoeing and cross country skiing, and so uh, <laughs> we got some uh, some little plastic sleds and um, fashioned some harnesses to them, and so we tramped off through the snow and the woods, uh, pulling our sleds full of gear behind us, and you know hiked in a few miles and. And uh, built an igloo and, and dug a, a pit to sit in and have a fire and 
it was awesome. Uh, you know, it was so quiet in the mountains in the snow. And, uh, you know, the next morning we woke up and we were, we actually we took our sleds and went sledding and it was just amazing. And so it was something we just started doing. And, uh, you know, I found there's how many igloos have you built? I've built, um, we built eight igloos wow. and some of them, you know, the thing is you can go back to them weekend after weekend, uh, because they don't melt and they're up there in the winter. And so, uh, it's really right. an interesting process. All right, Joel. Well, I'm going to call you Nanook of the North from now on. That's your new nickname <laughs> on the show. Okay. Uh, so if we, um, if you had to leave off with um, a couple of quick tips for our listeners about, uh, you know, kind of avoiding the biggest or most common testing gotchas, what, what would you say to them? Well, the first one is don't wait till you have what you think is a brilliant idea because chances are it's, it's, you're going to do it and it's not going to increase your conversion rate. The thing we always tell people is just start by understanding what's working on your current site or your current landing page and what's not. And you can do that really simply. You can simply set up a test. We call it a with and without test where you pick you know, the predominant variables, uh, anything that's not related to you know, filling out the form or you know, clicking the buy button calling the phone number, so sidebar content, you know, social media icons are a big one here, and test, see what happens whenever you take it off the page. See well, that's, 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 a very, that's a very powerful theme and suggestion of mine, uh, you know, when I talk about the seven deadly sins of landing page design in, the, in the, my landing page optimization book, a lot of it is too much, too much choice, too much text, too many graphics, so I'm with you 100% that one of the things you should be uh, thinking about is not changing what's on your site, but removing things that are on your site. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, there's this concept, we all talk about it, the local maxima, right? Um, that if you do, you know, you can optimize the existing page only so far, and then you'll hit the local maxima. And I think a lot of people use that concept um, in a preventative way, meaning, you know, yeah, we could fool around with this existing page and take a bunch of stuff off, but then we're going to hit the local maxima. So let's keep trying to find that big idea. And what I always tell people when they say that is there is a local maxima, but guess what? You can probably double your conversion rate before you hit that, and it's a whole lot easier than, you know, totally redesigning your pages or your site. So let's do that first. Let's, let's do the easy part first. Yeah, instead of uh, you know moving in somewhere else and building an igloo, pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, but so again, to, to, to demystify for the, our non-geek types, uh, what you mean by local maximum? So basically, if you can think of your conversion rate as a landscape, and you're wandering around in the dark, what you can do is you should always take a step, uh, kind of leading in a higher direction, and eventually, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to be at the top of a hill. But maybe the highest conversion rate is across the valley of tears on the mountainside on the other end of the valley. Uh, so you're at a local maximum because you can't go any higher on your little hill. Uh, but there is higher conversion to be had if you knock down and do major remodels and rebuild your whole site experience. That's right. But until you learn how to climb the hill, you can't learn how to climb the mountain. Right. That's true. So, and, and, and also, this is something that's been coming up a lot more for me. And I know you guys primarily focus on testing. You know, we do knowledge transfer and website redesign blueprints uh, as well. Uh, is, is that testing is not always appropriate. Eventually, you kind of run out of steam and you have to pull up stakes and redesign your whole site. And that's a necessary occasional part of the process. 
Absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that. We just launched a, a redesigned version of our site. And, you know, basically we felt that we had reached the local maximum on the old site. And, you know, we were in a position where we said, you know what, let's just take a big, bold swing. And let's do something totally different, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see how that goes. Optimize from test. there. Yeah, exactly. We can so test backwards to the way it used to be or test forward and keep pushing the boundaries. But uh, it was the time. Yep. Uh, well, Joel, I know that we could keep talking for hours. I'm looking forward to seeing you in San Francisco. Uh, if our listeners want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get in touch? Uh, conversionsciences.com. And uh, go there, drop us an email, tell us what you think about the new site, and um, feel free to give us a call, and, and, and we can talk about how we might be able to help you out. And uh, if you're interested in seeing Joe live, come to the Conversion Conference in San Francisco, March 17th and 18th. And for our loyal Webmaster Radio listeners, use the promo code WMFM for an additional $100 off. That's WMFM at conversionconference.com. Joel, thanks again. And loyal listeners, we'll see you on the flip side. Thank you, Tim. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.